Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Attacking Scrum podcast. It is Saturday evening and the Lions have drawn with New Zealand, which is a result that none of us have planned for. I don't know whether to feel excited or upset about the whole thing, but helping me to decipher through all of this is good friend of the podcast, Ollie Deese. How are we doing, Ollie? Hi, Jed. How are you feeling? (laughs) (laughs) Aside from looking like Roy Best, how, uh, how are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, I'm still bold. Um, <laughs> it, it is. It's a. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I don't doubt everybody else is in a in a sort of similar predicament. Um, but do you know what? I, do you know what I want to say? First and foremost, I feel proud. Yeah, I do. I, I, I feel absolutely. absolutely proud of the boys. I feel proud of the whole lines um, tradition. I feel proud of what they've gone over there and achieved. Um, and I feel lucky and fortunate to have been one of the millions who've got behind them for the last few weeks um, and watched them achieve against what is easily the best team in the world. Oh, but, come but, but, me, but, come but, you know, like they're, they're, New Zealand are so far ahead of everybody else. They are, they're a different class. And I, I, I think we've stood up and represented... Fantastically. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And I think if you were to rewind five or six weeks ago and you watched that first game back against the Provincial Barbarians, and if you were to say at that point after that really unconvincing victory that we would end up finishing the series one or I think you'd have bitten anyone's arm off yeah. for that result. I'm yeah, I'm I'm absolutely with you actually. I genuinely feel astonishingly proud of those players who pulled on the jersey. And I don't think it was a lot more they could have given tonight. You no, know, tonight, um, this morning, whatever it is. But, but, I mean, beyond, beyond that, I mean, I, I think we were, and 
there, for me, there's very little, there's very little value nth degree yeah. because there is no tomorrow. I mean, this, this is it. We we sit here on <clears throat> on on the, on the Saturday, and actually, these got uh, and and this is the brutal truth of it, and what's brilliant and sad about it in the same respect is that, that that's this is the end for these guys mm. they will never play together again um but what they've done is over that six weeks they've they've created a uh, a, a team and a brand of rugby that they've put up against the best in the world and uh, and they've and they've gone toe to toe toe with them and, I, and I, actually i think when you look at it it's just like Okay, I think on paper they are New Zealand are probably still the best team, but yeah. a, a, but actually they they've achieved something that no I, I I can't see any other nation in the world would ever have got close to doing what what the Lions have done over the last three weeks. I absolutely or agree. Six weeks in total, if you I absolutely agree, and I think that we've said a number of times if you were to put that Lions side against any and this is yeah. very hypothetical, but if you were to put that Lions side against any other test nation in the world I think they'd beat Australia 3-0 I think they'd beat South Africa 3-0 I think they'd beat France 3-0 I think they'd beat Australia uh, Argentina 3-0 genuinely just think that it's purely the fact that they've been taken to the very edge playing against the best side in the world by a long a long chalk that it's ended up as a draw and even then six weeks ago when we played Provincial Barbarians I would have taken one all as a result and um, I, I think when you look at it, we were so we were sat in a, in a pub watching the game for in in southwest London for uh, for your listeners, and we were sat with um, a Kiwi guy who since had a few beers with afterwards. Mm. And actually, for me, like although you never get it out of them, kind of straight one to one, you can sense that we've achieved something there. Like we we've, we've shot them, and I, I I don't think they've ever been pushed. As a team, as a squad, as a nation, really, like they've been pushed over the last three weeks? I'd agree with that. And I think that, particularly over the course of three very, very hard test matches, I'm absolutely with you that I don't think that they've been stretched over that period yeah. of time. You know, obviously, there have been big games, there's been World Cup finals, and and those, um, yeah, those massive occasions that they've gone on to be, become such a well decorated side. But at the same time, I'm absolutely with you. I just don't feel like they've been... It looked at points that it felt like the, the old kind of um, New Zealand flakiness was sneaking into yeah. the back of their mind. You know, you go back to 2007 when they choked in, um, in Cardiff. You go to, uh, go to uh, 2003 and similar thing happened in Australia and... You look at various points that that's the only thing that's been their weakness is that they've they've not quite had the the last top inch. It's in a the little head. bit of self doubt, isn't it? That just just chips in for them. And I um and I, I'm not so I I I had to say um hundred caps Kieran Reid, mm. what a player, what a man, what a skipper, um, what an ambassador for the game really. And Agreed. You, and there was a little point I watched him being interviewed at, at the end of the game, and you could see it. For me, you could see it in his eyes. It's just like, and this is what I was saying to our, um, our our Kiwi friend afterwards. It's just like, what's fascinating about this whole dynamic is there will now be years and years where 
England, Wales, all the rest of us, everybody else, we'll, we'll play music. Someone, someone else will beat them. It will, it will, it will happen because it's just that that's the, the the course of rugby and stuff like that. But for them, they will never get this shot again mm. in the same way that we ne- never agreed. Win. Yeah, and there will always be that question mark. It's like they, they may well go on and win two more World Cups off this. They may, you know, they might just dominate quite possibly. I mean, they probably should do. Um, but you 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 sit back and look at it, and there'll always be that question mark. Now is we took our best down there, yep, and they couldn't beat it. No, they couldn't, and they also they had the opportunity to close it out a number Absolutely. of times. You look back to the second test, even when they're down to fourteen men, Bowden Barrett missed some really routine kicks. He missed one. Uh, he missed one in his third test but then also you just think the amount of times when they were they had a three on one overlap and they knocked the ball on yeah. and they will undoubtedly look back at that and think we should have closed those out whereas I think we will look at that and go bloody hell we were lucky yeah, to we- get off the hook there whether it's luck or not I don't know because I do think the defence was fantastic actually I think that that rush defence undoubtedly put them under pressure I, I, for me I think um, the um, line speed obviously that has been much talked about mm. we really stepped up there and that is what puts them under pressure and, and, and that's the f- fantastic dynamic in these test matches it's like when you watch these teams like New Zealand it, it'd be unfair to call them flat track bullies but a lot of where they pull away is once they've become dominant yeah. and they, they, they will then run the score up it's just Actually, when you get in their face, it's just like, actually, when you've got people who are meeting them on the game lines and suddenly they can't get those little flick passes away mm. because it's become too claustrophobic within that really tight um, contact zone um, you, you, and you shut down how they play, it's like suddenly it becomes, it becomes a much more interesting dynamic. When and you're the data starts to creep in as well, doesn't it? Yeah, completely. And... I do think that was an area I thought before the game, you know, possibly the two centres being very inexperienced. Yeah. And um, but that said, I mean, the map scored a try, and I thought generally it was very, very impressive on the attack. Yeah. Leonard Brown, I've been really impressed with the whole tour actually. Yeah, he's young, young, going, young players, he's onto he's, something, he, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's, he's clearly a class actor. But uh, and actually, generally, all those those players are winning back, and you look at um, Geordie Barrett, fullback, which again is another player like, oh, can we target him with a high yeah. ball? It's like no. He's amazing. He's no, yeah. absolutely yeah. astonishing on the high ball. You, you, you throw someone into a, um, a test series like that, like, and obviously, and it, it should be much lauded. The um, the tap back he did on the yeah, line that's out there, try. It's just like, and you, you, you look at that and you go, actually, that's almost undefendable. That that's that good that it's just like if you can start doing things to that position. Um, obviously, he has a height advantage, you know, mm. that everyone's talked about. Against well, as we right. said, he grows he not, grows an inch every time we do a podcast. Yeah. So I think he's up to six foot yeah. ten now. And it's not like it's not like Elliot Daly's like you know five foot seven, is it? Yeah, it's, yeah. it you know, it's it's on a sixpence that stuff, um, and it's to be applauded. It should be because it is. That I mean, that's what rugby's all about. It's, it, it, it's world class ex- in a in an occasion like that. It's world class execution. Um, and but again, to, to to our credit, we we stood up, didn't we? We 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 weren't rattled by that, which I think is again hugely to our credit. And we actually pushed back at them and and said, okay, come on, then let's you know throw them up. Let's see let's see what you got. It's, where then did the Lions I mean obviously we didn't win the game but yeah. at the same time we've taken you know kind of honoured evens out of it what areas do you think that the Lions had the edge that got us to that 
to that point where we're able to to share the honours with New Zealand? Um, the, the the key moment for me, um, and I was all, the the moment I was concerned about um, for the third test was always the physicality element. I think I think we were. And you, it's weird because you don't expect that from a Northern Hemisphere team. You certainly don't expect it from a Lions team. But we got blown away in the first test by their directness, mm. by their physicality, and we'd since adjusted that. Um, both through mindset and selection in our in our pack, I think, and we 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 stood up again and we said, actually, no, not not interested. Mm. We're, we're we're not we're not going to let you fucking steamroller us all day, you know. And I thought um, again in the, particularly up in the, in the the front five, um, Jones, Toji, and stuff. They they stood up again. Yeah, they? I think so. And they, and they don't. Those guys. It's just like, and it's a credit to their. Um, mentality as much as anything they, they, they're not guys who get bit they don't want to get beat no, they're, 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 not. It's, it's not in their mindset that they're, they're going to get beat up up front and um, they were great um, I thought Furlong had a really good game actually oh, he did, yeah. I thought it was probably um, his best game in tour yes. actually um, uh, I've been for, and again I think it's easy to forget how young he is but actually anchoring the scrum in there and I, I, I've been um I know a lot of people had him nailed on regardless mm. um, before the start of the tour. I've been very impressed with him at Tighthead. Yeah, I thought he was really, really impressive, actually. And generally, I think the pack was... What they did so well for me was to be able to adapt because we went into that first test saying, we're going to dominate you up front, which you know, New yeah. Zealand sides invariably react to really, really strongly and say, yeah, let's have a, let's have a fucking go yeah. then, shall we? And they blew us away in that first test. And I think in the second test, we did a really good job. I think particularly the back row with disrupting ball. And I thought that was really, really strong this this Saturday was the the scrum and the front five generally were very, very impressive in not letting New Zealand dominate. Even when they've got, you know, even when they're making easy yards, we weren't letting them get easy yeah. ball. And I thought that was really impressive. No, absolutely. Um, and... Um Beyond that, I, th- I think um, there were always going to be question marks, I think, about whether or not that um, Farrell Sexton mm. thing was going to work in the, in, in the back line. That's the, obviously the other big dynamic beyond this. Um, that was interesting for me. Um, and I've not seen Farrell have a game, particularly early on, that badly that he did he was struggling actually he was he was definitely um, I think that's fair to say um, he got better which is to again to his credit and I, I think that speaks to his his, his kind of mentality but uh, I, I think initially we were struggling to kind of impose ourselves I think there was always going to be an issue because we picked a more um, I don't I don't like to use the word expansive too much but it's just like we we, we picked a back line that was looking to distribute mm. a bit more um Having someone um, like the Kiwi Centre in um, what's his name? Sorry, Lamape uh, or Lenape. Yeah, Lamape um, in, uh, in inside centre. I, I think that was always going to be difficult because he's always going to come direct. Of course. Um, and if you're playing two tens, yeah. you can expect if you're playing someone as direct as Lamape, yeah. he's going to run over you on a few occasions. Exactly, um, but. Actually, by and large, um, I think we grew into the game. We grew into the game well, and I'm sure we'll come on to Foxy, who I thought mm. um, had an excellent game. Um, by and large, and, and again, the um, 
what, what what's been funny about this um, the entire tour is that early on we weren't sure about the back three, but again, I just I as a unit particularly, I think the back three have been have been really really outstanding. Yeah, I say in, I, in, the, in this entire test series, I do. I think I think Liam Williams probably had his poorest game out of the three tests tonight, yeah. but. The wing, but again, he still had moments where he looked like a threat. You know, he yeah. always looked a threat. I thought, you know, when he hung onto the ball, you just didn't know quite what he was going to do. And I think again, that's going to play into that's going to play on New Zealand's mind, where they think that I don't know what this guy's going to do. You know, I don't know if he's going to yeah. kick, he's going to run it, and they're always a little bit nervous about it. And even though that didn't, you know, come off on a huge amount of occasions tonight. I think a very similar thing happened with Watson and Daly. I thought yeah. they were both threats of ball in hand. I've been massively impressed with both of those two, actually, yeah, yeah. I have to say. Well, Watson's been an interesting player for me um, all tour because I think, um, particularly as an English guy, you, you kind of understand his stepping and what he kind of brings in attack. But um, for me, and it, it's sort of, uh, it's not really weird to say, but it's just like it, in terms of his error count, it's been very, very low, it has. particularly over the. Um, uh, the back most of the back three at some point there's been a, a small question mark over oh they've done this or they've done that actually he's been he was, I thought he was incredibly solid and he was looking to take ball up and um, get involved um, above and beyond what you'd expect from a um, from a winger so I, I, I've been impressed with him I have and I think he kept New Zealand on his on their toes from the first test onwards you know they weren't sure what he was going to do I think he had a pretty ropey first 10 or 15 minutes of this test but after that he looked a threat every time he had the ball you know whether he was cutting inside or he was you know that moment in uh, you know whenever it would have been about 60 odd minutes or so where he picked up the ball 10 metres out from his own line and you thought, oh yeah, God, yeah, where's this yeah, kid going to yeah, go? Yeah. And he took Surveyor on on the narrow side and beat him. Yeah. You thought, you know, you have to admire that kind of bravery. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's. And the confidence in your kind of own ability. You've got so to back yourself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so I, I, was, I was very kind of impressed with those. I suppose while we're on the topic of the players who've impressed you, yeah. this kind of leads me on to do you have a player in the series in mind? You know, is there a Lions player that you've seen, or an All Blacks yeah. player for that matter, that stands out above the rest that you would say has kind of been player of the series um, for me uh, it's, I've been particularly impressed uh, I think I know we spoke about this obviously in the pub but um, and it, it, it probably rings to why it's been such a successful tour um, lots of players have had huge kind of moments I mean yeah, um, people like Atoji and stuff like that are obvious in terms of how they affect the game and stuff. In terms of across an entire series, um, for me, it'd be one of the back row, mm. um, and I struggle to pick one out between O'Brien um, Warburton when he's it, 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 for for two and a half tests now has been incredible. Um, uh, Falatau's almost the easy pick out of all of them because. Um, and it, it, it's funny because, like we, we always say, the impressive thing about mm. him is almost the infu- the unfussy stuff. Absolutely, he does, and the work rate and stuff like that. But for me, um, and I know there'll be huge shouts, and it may work, and I'd, I'd have no qualms with it going to John Davis and stuff like that. But for me, um, it would be someone in amongst those three. I'd probably be looking at O'Brien or Fal- for, for me personally, yeah. O'Brien or Falata. 
I've been I was massive I, uh, you know it's hard to look past that back row I think the the first test it makes things look a bit different just because we're such a bad time of it yeah and we didn't have anyone in to slow the ball and I think that's a little bit it's a little bit unfair on Omani because I thought he was so good in the games yeah. leading up to the test and normally he's such a pest at the breakdown I'm a massive massive fan of Omani and I just don't think he had his best game again in the first no. test. You know, I, I think he had a six out of ten, which is a real rarity for him. I thought O'Brien was solid in that first game. Yep. I thought he was a seven out of ten. Of course, a little bit of trouble at the breakdown, but most importantly, when it mattered, like with that try, he tracked eighty yards up the pitch just to make sure he got. This the is all we're talking about. Isn't it? It's just like, yeah, I mean, that was an incredible. Obviously, it will, and rightly so, will go down. It, it might be the best try mm. the Lions have ever scored. Um, but you look at it and, like you said, he, he's he's run eighty yards. Yeah. You get on the end of that, and even you know, and that's what it's taken just to be there to score a shot. Because otherwise, that gets they very nearly still they snuff, nearly snuff it out. Yeah. It out. It's just like yeah, we, it was nearly nothing. It was nearly a bit of you know a, a you know a two glimpse, minutes of the highlight yeah. reel uh, that you know from now on no one ever talks about kind of thing. It's yeah, it, it I mean, the, yeah, the, the the back row have been different class, haven't they? I mean. Um, and I think again, we uh, you, you look at some of these people who played in the first test, and 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 for me, people like Cruz and Omani, I mean, it's it's very hard on them because they they've never had a chance to um, redeem themselves. Yeah, redeem re, redeem themselves. And and this is the thing with Lion Swords, it's just like the guys who aren't picked or or who then mm. subsequently get dropped. It doesn't make you a bad player. It just means you're not the, necessarily the right player for that kind of moment. Um, or it just means that this is the very, very top level and you just happen, unfortunately, to have had you know, not, not, point, not yeah. the game of your life that you need to have to, to, to retain. But, but that's what it means to wear, to wear a, a Lions test shirt, doesn't it, at the end of the day? You don't, you don't want that... You know, this isn't about, you know, it's not school sports, so it's not everyone gets a fucking go. No. It, it, this is about the fucking best of the best wearing the red shirt and taking it to the best in the world. It's yeah, I absolutely agree. And we were chatting in the pub about a particularly fond series of ours where, you know, we, I remember watching the, the 09 Ooh. series with you and saying, going into that first test, we were like, well, Lee Mears is nailed on. Hooker. Yeah, he's nailed on hooker. You know, he would he played like maybe two, three games going into that, and and it's funny now looking at it, and without any disrespect yeah. to Lee Mears, he's not going to be remembered as a great international hooker. No, but going into that Most game, everyone remember him as a lion. Exactly, exactly. you wouldn't remember him as a lion. But everyone looks, you know, we looked at that and went, oh well, he's he's, in, he's yeah. playing head and shoulders above everyone else. He just keeps hitting those arrows, keeps hitting his man on the line out, and he had that great kind of offloading game. He, you know, he was playing the, the rugby of his life, but he had a torrid time in that first test. And that's kind of, I think, similar to... Well, it, it's a little bit similar to what Omani went through and yeah. what Cruz went through, in that they were so informed. I do think it's a bit different, because Lima has kind of never really recovered from that, and he never really... Yeah. Established, he's, a, he's a really, really good player, actually. A fantastic club player, but never really established himself as, yeah, beyond as a that, consistent yeah. international player. And Omani and Cruz will you know A have done that and B will continue yeah. to do that but they were two players that were in such good form going into that first test but they had bad tests and actually as did Alan Wynne Jones but Alan Wynne Jones yeah. got the nod he got to go and do it again yeah, and, I, and I think he's done really really well in yeah. those in those remaining two tests no he has yeah um, and he's been an interesting one hasn't he yeah like you said there's been a lot of people who thought 
okay, maybe at that point we um, we need to make a change. And I, I, I think at, I think at this point, it, 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 there, there are certain positions across the um, across the, uh, the across the squad that have. Um, really stepped up and you could say any five of those locks who've been I mean poor old Ian Henderson doesn't have a test cap to his name yeah but by god does that man like you know to me he's as much a a test line as, as, as the rest of them because he has stepped up Time and time again in those games, and I, I think if you'd thrown him in there, I, I, I can't see at any point he'd have let anybody down. I 100% agree, and I actually think the most impressive thing about Ian Henderson is he had such a stinker of the first game. Yeah, you, know, you looked at it and thought, there's no way this guy's coming going to bounce back from yeah. this because he had an absolute howler. And then gradually, game on game on game on game, he got better and better and better, yeah. kind of culminating in that final midweek yeah. game ahead of the second test, and you just thought. Bloody hell! Yeah. This guy, how's this guy? What's this guy got to do to get a cat? Exactly, yeah. And it, and to be fair, we all understand the the sacrifice that's important to the Lions, and it's about and that's what's great about it. It's about the kind of the wider, the bigger cause. One thing that really really chimed with me actually um, in the second test is, and he didn't get on in the third test. It's um, Jack Noel had a real stinker um, early on in the tour. <laughs> Um, and you think, oh, this guy's got no shot, no shot now, has he? Uh, ever um, getting a test? And he got a little. He, he, he got five minutes coming on for in a in a in a test match in the second test. You know, just to cover someone's head injury thing or whatever. And it's just like, it, it, to me, it's great that when people get that little shot of redemption. It's like he's been a test, but you know, if he never plays, we've got two tests for lines. Yeah, exactly. If you never play anything again, at least he's been on the you know he's been on the pit and got a chance, and he didn't let himself down, and he fought his way back to get himself in that in that position. And that's what you like for the individually for those players who you've got a little soft spot for. You want to see them kind of push on um, and fight against all of that. You, you, the you know the the, the difficult. Um, performances that you're going to have and that's just it's, it's all part of touring isn't it you know you have good days you have There's bad peaks days and yeah. and I think actually yeah Jack Noel is a really really good example because he had I think what game was it the Blues where he had an absolute yeah. hell because he, he hit that rush D and didn't get it right chucked up yeah, got yeah. it wrong and you look yeah. foolish at yeah. that point and you look like a chump don't you yeah you did. You and yeah. he did and you just thought okay right well he's not going to feature in the test series and then he had that wonderful game just prior to the first test and he just hit that strap so he went okay I've had a very bad I've had a very bad game but I'm not going to let this define me yeah. and that for me, yeah, I've got a lot of a lot of time for him actually. On the back of that, I think there's a lot of character that's yeah. shown. Off the but back that's of what it. it's not just about you, and it's not just about, and that's just one example kind of thing. But there's a lot of players like that, and that's kind of what you see and what you need from a tour like that is getting everybody involved. And this is when they talk about everyone having a shot at it. It's, it's you know, it's, it's getting that chance to get yourself in that that 23 for the. You know, for the for the big games, really, isn't it? Who then do you think will kind of walk away from this? And this is probably a slightly negative mm. point to to dwell on. But who do you think will kind of walk away thinking maybe I didn't do myself justice on this tour? Um, I don't think. And again, it it probably speaks a little bit, and I'm not trying to sit on the fence too. I think it probably speaks to what good a kind of tour it's been so I don't think anyone's had a real howler if you mm. know what I mean 
I mean, I, 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 for me, there's been a couple of players like um, Laidlaw, like actually Best, um, mm. that I had slight question marks about before the tour started. And actually now looking at them in this light, you think there's nothing wrong with you, but it's just I don't think you're all that... Top echelon, top one percent, yeah, yeah, top echelon player that I'm, I, you know, for for the purposes of Alliance Tour that I'm looking for, um, you know, people like Haskell have been brought into the tour. Um, I don't think he's done, I don't think he's done badly, but I mean, I think everyone probably realised even he, maybe him down deep down, it's like you were never going to get a shot at. Realistically, he was never mm-hmm. going to threaten being in the in the test team so I don't for me there's not um, for me there's been a lot more success stories than there's been sort of you know problems that it's been great watching people like Sexton who you know have quality who started the tour at a very yeah low kind of spot in terms of form and actually come that what we've just watched today he's been and, and that's what you need. You need your. I think he saved his best yeah. game for today. Really, yeah. you know, I thought he showed glimpses in after 50 minutes in the second test. I was like, God, hook him off now. He's just yeah. not going to do it. And then he basically won the game with two backs moves in the second test. And I thought he was fantastic today. Mm. I thought he really showed what he was capable of, and yeah. that's kind of a a really ambitious ten. That you know, he's not a real. He's not a lightning fast. Danny Cipriani, Bowden Barrett style, rapid off the mark, who's going to slice the side apart. Yeah. But what he can do is look and spot someone who's running a great line and un- un- Absolutely. And put them unlock a, a defence. Yeah, put them through a hole or something like that. Okay, so million dollar question for you. There right? we go. Yeah, so did Gatland and Howley and, everyone and the rest of the coaching staff, before the tour started, lots of people, including myself, were we need to be playing a Sexton Farrell mm. axis at ten twelve. Did they kind of stumble across that rather than ever giving that a proper shot yes. during the tour? Hundred percent. I think if you, as we know, right, Owen Farrell has played twelve for England with George Ford inside him. Johnny Sexton has played. 10 for Ireland for you know the best part of 10 years I genuinely think if he'd have thought Owen Farrell was a 12 he would have played in there and I think it was born out of necessity and kind of stumbling yeah. across it that he really went for it that's my opinion on it I, and I think you know if, it, if that was anything different he wouldn't have said before the tour began that Owen Farrell was a 10 no. You know, and if he if he'd have if he'd have been doing that again as a bit of a red herring, he'd have said that prior to the tour and then picked Farrell yeah. at and ten for the yeah, first exactly. test, uh, yeah. you know, which he did. But you know, sorry, he'd have he'd have picked Sexton at ten and Farrell at twelve just to keep hands on his toes. Yeah, I think he, it was born out of necessity. I think it was born out of the fact that he went okay that it didn't quite work in that first test. We're going to try something different, and as a result, you've ended up with. Sexton and Farrell playing together and I think at points it looked really really attractive and at other points it didn't you know the end of the first test for example it kind of came and I thought bloody hell Johnny Sexton you know what's, what game is Johnny Sexton yeah. playing here he looked you know he couldn't hit a pass you know he yeah. could not hit a flat pass and you just thought right this isn't, this isn't going to work but then what it did in the second test and actually 
to be fair, I thought Sexton was one of the best players on the pitch in the third test. Yeah, he was. He, I thought he performed really well today. I mean, we again we spoke about this in the pub. I thought, um, and I've mentioned it there. I thought, I thought Farrell. I've not seen him had as particularly in the first half. I've not seen him had as bad a game as that for a while, and I'm not quite sure whether that was a mental. I'm not quite sure what was going on there. Whether it's just one of those days, or um, you know, he. It, something was getting to him or it was Loapi or mm. whatever it was but yeah it, something didn't quite work initially but um, yeah I, I, I think come the I think come the end of the series it looked as though it's just sort of um, we had to be playing Sexton Farrell mm. to stand any chance of moving the ball around enough to to really trouble trouble the Kiwis I think yeah I would agree with that I guess you know if we're going on the old million dollar question route mm. The big one for me is how will we see this series in years to come? So New Zealand won, British and Irish Lions won. Yep. That's how the series ends. Will we see this as a missed opportunity? Will we see it as a great performance? What's your heart and your head telling you right now? Um, I, I, it feels, doesn't it, I think, um, and rightly or wrongly, whether or not we should feel this, it feels more of a positive, I think, to mm. us, definitely. And like we said, talking to our friends who are Kiwis and stuff in the pub just down in southwest London, you certainly get the feeling that it's definitely one more in our column than it is theirs, if you if you see what I mean in terms of... Um, it's, it's not victory, is it? But it's just, we we've... Uh, and this is exactly what I was saying. This this Kiwi team could go on and win other, and they mm. probably will go on and win other World Cups. So they may well be undefeated for years and years and years. Um, but what makes these Lions series so fascinating is the fact they happen so rarely. Mm. Um, Kieran Reid will never play the Lions again. He, I mean, he's got hundred. The guy's got hundred caps already. He might get a couple more World Cup medals in his in his locker and all the rest of it. He'll never know whether or not he's good enough to beat the Lions yeah. anymore because he hasn't. No, not over, not, yeah, not, not over a series. And I think we, I think we should hold our. You know, we can hang our hat on that. We've 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 gone down there and we've not been beaten by them. Um, and so, whilst and again, it's the classic Northern Hemisphere kind of mindset, isn't it? It's like you know, we 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 couldn't be and shouldn't be, and I don't think anyone is sort of jumping around celebrating hugely I think we've done ourselves a huge credit and I think we've proved they're they're not invincible mm. and we can hang our hat on that as far as I'm concerned so it's it's a positive it, ha- it has to be a positive because um, the bookies would have had us losing 3-0 yeah. and most people would if, if you'd had a gun to anybody's head at the start of the series no, you know we had no chance did we no, I agree with that completely. And my heart, my heart, the whole time, and my head was saying, if we can win one test match, I think we'd have done yeah. really, really well out of this. So, actually, to share the series, it kind of feels like a fair result to me as well. You look yeah. at the the rugby that was played. You know, I think they were without doubt the best side in the first test. I think the second side, obviously, the sending off made a massive difference, but at the same time. You know that's that's yeah. not a difference that was made by anyone else other than Sonny Bill Williams. Yeah, you know, he did he did something brainless, and as a result, his side lost the game. And today, I think it was something quite similar. You know, I thought that 
they had without doubt the best opportunities to win the game but they didn't you know there was that, yeah. that, that forward pass to Surveyor that could have happened there was uh, there was knock-ons there was lots of opportunities that they I think they were taking against most other sides but I yeah. do think that's credit to the Lions that the fact that they were able to enforce that kind of pressure on the All Blacks to make those kind of mistakes so for me you know I, I said about 10 minutes after full time as time goes on I think we'll see this more and more of a victory yeah. and what I meant at that point was this is a victory I genuinely think it's as good as it's, it's not as good but it's almost as good as a victory to the Lions to come away with a draw against New Zealand which is one of the best sides I've ever seen play rugby or any other bloody sport to walk away with that having shared the spoils I honestly don't think there's going to be anyone who looks back on that and thinks that uh, that they've not achieved a massive amount should we have extra time though yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean this is it actually isn't it I do think now you look at it and but it's, 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 it's a test it, match series right so yeah. it's a test match series and I do just think yeah why wouldn't you you know why yeah. wouldn't you have 20 minutes extra time and off the back of that you get additional 20 minutes of drama and then you know you've got God knows what would have happened I've got, I've got no bloody idea it, it felt odd didn't it it, it, yeah. it felt odd I, I feel like I don't know part of me thinks oh well they'd have run away with it because they were yeah you know, starting to impose their pressure, but then the other part thinks, well, you know, fifty-five meter yeah, penalty, Elliot Daly might exactly. want it. You never, you never know it's going to happen, do you? So, but I, yeah, I do think it would have probably been better if we were able to, yeah, to get a result out of today. But at the same time, it didn't happen, and yeah, I, I think as as years go by, this will get better yeah. and better with every month that goes by. This will be like a fine wine. It will get better. It will get better every time. Yeah, we we, we now don't we over, over the last three, which is. And again, this is important. I mean, not like it was. There's been a lot of let, let, and let's let's hear this straight. There's been a lot of nonsense talked. I think about whether or not the Lions is ever going to continue. Mm. Bollocks! Obviously, it's, obviously, if, if you and me have got anything to do with it, it'll definitely continue. But I mean, if, if nothing else, obviously, um, the financial you know aspect of it means yeah. that it's, it's it's never going anywhere. It's a fantastic showcase for the game, um, but you now look over the what's been the last three series, uh, you know, obviously in the big three nations and stuff. Uh, the South Africa tour, although we lost it, it I know we won the last yeah. one. It, it, that, it, that probably, I mean, you know, you, you need a bit of time for this one to kind of settle and stuff, but maybe for me that still remains the, the best series out of the three, actually, okay. over just in terms of what an epic kind of contest it was. Obviously, we won the last one in Australia, which is great. <laughs> We've now pulled off, which, like we said, is, is, is close to an all-time or is an all-time kind of result in actually coming away on as even in, in, in New Zealand. I think we've... We've proved not only does this does this work financially, but we we're able to put together a, um, something in terms of a rugby spectacle um, and a performance that is is well worthy of this this carrying on. Yeah, I don't think you should lose sight of that. I mean, as much as obviously you and I are very much entrenched in the history and the you know our friendship is largely formed on the fact that our two nations hate each other. <laughs> But we get to enjoy the Lions once every four years. And I don't think you should lose sight of that because that's the wonderful thing. And, you know, fuck the administrators who 
who want to, to pour scorn on this. You know, I, I don't care who the director of rugby is or the bloody CEO at Northampton who is looking at financially over his players and going, oh, right, well, you know, I don't, I don't want the Lions tour to happen, you know? Because how, how is a human being, as a rugby fan, you could look at it and say, I don't want this thing yeah. to happen. Because if you have any interest in rugby, you know, we're in the pub today and there's a couple of Kiwis, there's obviously lots of Lions fans, a couple of, couple of Aussies yeah. in there as well. Everyone is invested in this as a game because it's, it's so bloody important. Yeah. And, you know, to abandon that. And, I, you know, I, I tweeted this last week and said, try telling me now that the, the Lions isn't important or it's an outdated notion. And I think people need to, you know, people need to have a real reality check and say, the reason why it brings in so much money is because it's really important to people. It's important to the touring side. It's important to the side that it goes to. You know, you even get this once every 12 years. And... It makes a difference whether you're in Auckland or Invercargill or bloody Rotorua or yeah, Southland or wherever. It's really, really important that a touring side comes over and and you get that opportunity to see them. Yeah. And I think this tour has just done has done a huge amount to to put silences on the naysayers, you know. And it's not been without its faults. The geography six thing, I think, was really kind of badly handled. Yeah. And but at the same time. I think you know. As I said, we're, we're we're all grown ups, and we all understand. And like I said, the the um, by all accounts, obviously they're now going. They're going to go. You know, the administration side mm. of things. They'll go into a renegotiation about how the the, the the next set of tours and stuff is going to happen. Um, but I think, and you have to understand that, and that's the beauty um, in touring is that. It, it, it's not there, there will never be an exact science to this um, and the game moves on hugely mm. we will the, the home nations will now negotiate some tours that will go on till whatever the hell the next I can't even work it out but whatever the next New Zealand tour is in 2000 and whatever it is the game will have moved on mm. immeasurably by then as it, as it has done over the last three years and it's just we have to we have to understand and there has to be uh, enough um, uh, generosity of spirit, for want of a, a, a kind of better, better phrase, that amongst the home nations and the clubs and stuff, that we want to make this happen because it is the pinnacle yeah. of our sport. And I think that's the that's the massive thing. Is if you ask any fan, you know, because you and I are in that position, everyone says the Lions means a massive amount to them. Yeah. And I think the important thing is if you ask a player, you know, if you ask to, if you bumped into Conor Murray or Sean O'Brien yep. or bloody Jonathan Davis tonight and said what's been the pinnacle of your career and I think they you know they probably yeah. say that you know even beating New Zealand in Chicago for the Irish players I think they'd look at this and go this was something really yeah, really this, special this has been huge yeah. and, so, and that's the thing that the, the administrators need to grab a hold of and they need to stop being the stuffed suits and they need to look yeah. at it and go this means something to the fan and let's be brutally honest about this their real interest in the fan is the pound note in their pocket yeah, and that's right I get that I understand that but if you want the pound note you have to keep everyone interested and it's Lion series like this I mean yeah. this has been a phenomenal test series it's probably the best Lion series that I've experienced yeah. and I include 97 in that I include 2000, uh, 2009 
it's been the best because it has been such intense rugby the whole time. And if you want that, if you want people to invest in it, then you have to invest in the Lions and not try and shortchange it, make it a shorter tour and rob people yeah. of the brilliance and the and how unique the Lions tour is. And, and it works both ways, doesn't it? Because I hope to God that they're giving the likes of John Davis and Ken Owens and all those guys, I hope that they're, they're being allowed to have a bit of time off and then beyond this, it's just like, get the missus out, whatever, they go on holiday, you know, go and sit on a beach for a few weeks, because they, they deserve that. But then when they turn up back at their club, so when, it's, when we're talking September, October time, and they run out at Parker Scarlet's, mm. or when Liam Williams runs out for the first time for mm. Saracens at Alliance Parks in North London, and the crowd are going absolutely mental because there's one of their, one of their players, a British fucking lion, is turning out for their club. They're, everybody's up on their feet, clapping, going absolutely mental. That that's where the clubs are getting their return on their on their on their players. A good time to end. And yeah. uh, you didn't ask me, but for me, Foxy Davis is was player of the tour for me. I was so impressed with him. A player who six months ago I was thinking, God, you know, he's lucky he's been the Wales side. Jesus, he's upped yeah. his game massively. So um well, yeah. I, I think we all knew knew his class. Uh, I, I think for a lot of us non Welsh kind of thing, you, you, form wise. He'd struggled coming mm. into the tour, but again, this is what uh, this is what we were talking about. This is what you need. He hit his straps when it mattered, and then he turned up for the test series. And boy, did he turn up! I remember saying to you eating uh, eating ribs one random Sunday <laughs> Sunday afternoon that uh, so this was just after semi final where they where the Scarlets had beaten Leinster, and I said uh, that Foxy Davis had had one of the one of the, his best games in a long time because mm. he just blitz Johnny Sexton the whole time and you went well I don't know what's a I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing I was like <laughs> it's good because Davis is playing so into form but it's bad because Sexton's yeah. getting, <laughs> getting roughed up and it, it's good to be sat here kind of you know two months later with yeah, uh, you suddenly see a bit of a clarity about yeah, it can't you yeah. and we're kind of on the winning side so I guess with that really sombre thought of we're kind of on the winning side yeah. we should probably draw it to a close so thank you very much for listening and you know, thank you for listening for the first series, well, the first season of the Attacking Scrum podcast. You know, go back a year ago and we didn't exist. So it's really, really appreciated the fact that you've spent your time listening to us uh, chat a load of old rubbish about about rugby. So thank you very much indeed for that. And if you want to let us know what you think, please do so at Attacking Scrum, or you can search for us on Facebook uh, just by searching Attacking Scrum and leave us a review, which I know I say every week, but it makes a massive difference to us. So if you can do that, that would be absolutely perfect. I don't know, Ollie, will we get you back next year or are we going to have to wait for three and a half, four years? Yeah, to no, I'll, I'll see you in South Africa. In <laughs> exactly, right. <laughs> I'll see you then, Muggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening. Somehow realize what you gotta do I don't believe this